1972, a crack commando unit was sent to a liturgical prison by a canonical court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security diocesan stockade to the ecclesial underground. Today, still wanted by the Vatican, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, then you should listen to Libra Cristo War College. Wednesday War Call of Jess Romero, Dan Schneider, St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. We got two uh, individuals that listen to our radio show, Dan, and uh, we have Joseph Alger and we have Shanti Guy. And both these gentlemen listen to our program, War College, and I love what these guys are doing. These guys wrote an article which is phenomenal. It's called... Get the Death Dealer Out of Fort Cavazos, formerly known as Fort Hood over in Texas. And so I want to welcome uh, Joe and Shanti. Welcome to Wednesday War College, men. Glad to have you guys on. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Dan. Dan, it's it's an honor to be here. You guys are my heroes. And uh, I always I listen to you guys all the time. I love War College. I love uh, I love your intro, and uh, I love the fact that you guys are are are, are fighters, uh, boxers, and uh, and uh, you know your past performance, and uh, and Shanti and I are also uh, kind of uh, minor boxers as well, and uh, but not the warriors you guys are. Well, That's welcome great. to the program, gentlemen, and uh, I mean let let's just get let's just get started because there's a whole lot to talk about here. First of all, how do you guys meet? And, and and collaborate into this. Hey, let's put our minds together and our and our passions together, and let's clean up the army or clean up the military from some of the occult that's infiltrating the military. How did you guys get together to start saying, "Hey, something's going wrong uh, wrong here in Fort Hood, now called Fort Cavazos, uh, with this demonic mascot? We got to do something about it." How did this happen between both you guys? Well, uh, s- several years ago, Joe found me because I I make comic books about St. Michael. And Joe's got a uh, outreach program for chaplains in the military. And he contacted me about including my comic in a, a packet he sends out. Uh, and I, I, you know, I met him and, um, you know, basically we we became friends, you know, we like we we both box, we both both ride Harleys. And, and I was like, I like this guy. And um, the first the first comic was about St. Michael in Korea. And Joe is actually stationed in Korea. Um, so, you know, like that was cool. But um, the second one I wanted to do about the apparition at Gargano. And um, in researching that, I found out that it what it's really about, it's kind of a weird apparition because of the bull and the cave and all that stuff. But um, what I found out is it's really about paganism in the military. Mm-hmm. And um, so I started researching that and came across this death dealer statue at Fort Hood. It was Hood then, not Cavazos. And uh, Joe and I were talking about it and I asked him if he'd ever heard of it. And he, he said no. But then immediately was like, you know, that's right when that um, shooting, the mass shooting happened, was right when they put those in. And, you know, then he, you know, Joe can speak better to that. But he he went on a letter writing campaign to, you know, figure it out and uh, figure out what to do about it. So, 
Joseph, yeah, tell like, me what. Yeah, talk to oh, me. Well, anyway, yeah, um, I uh, I'm I'm a director of military outreach, uh, so I work with all Catholic chaplains throughout the world, and uh, somehow I came across this comic book. I don't know if you can see it or not, but it's yeah, it was about. I never heard the story before about St. Michael in Korea in 1950, how he came to the aid of this young Marine and just slayed seven, seven communists with a, you know, with a, probably a battle ax, a, a phenomenal story. That's, that's true. It's a true story about St. Michael, who was really a warrior. And then Jesse, you had that young man on with the St. Michael, uh, uh, I hate to say doll, but figure. And uh, so St. Michael, and it's funny how many warriors I'd see come back. We do welcome homes for guys that come back from Afghanistan. And I remember I was doing a welcome home for a guy one time, and the leader of the the, the uh, welcome home said, "Oh, you can't." Uh, I had a Saint Michael uh, thing I was going to give him. He goes, "You can't give these guys Saint Michael. That they might not be Catholic." And I said, "Well, I don't care." Well, the guy that we're welcoming home, he had full tats of Saint Michael all the way down, which I don't endorse, <laughs> but it was. It was I'm not saying, but here's this yeah. guy. Oh, we can't be uh, religious here. Anyway, so St. Michael has really had a, a real, and when I heard about this, I was just on fire. And somehow I found Shanty uh, and I got a hold of him. So I started buying these things and, and adding them to the packet. And then he was telling me about the death theater. And when I looked into it, I was just amazed at and the, the sequence. I started looking at the sequence. Well, they put this thing in, and all this stuff started happening. So I, th I said, "This is this is crazy." So he and I were talking, and I got a hold of the commander. I sent an email out to the. I sent one of my a letter similar to the one you saw, Jesse. Only I sent it to all the commanders at Fort Hood, everybody from the general all the way down to the. Well, I shouldn't say down to the command sergeant major because we know they run things, but the two, <laughs> the two command sergeant majors and basically anybody that I found on that contact list, I, I just sent them an email. I just figured out their email must be so-and-so, so-and-so, it's such and such and such, as well as some civilians. So I sent it out. Well, lo and behold, I get a call from a colonel. He calls me up at home because I was sending an email and I said, well, I guess you guys don't have the guts to talk to me about this thing, which is sad. You're supposed to be warriors. Well, the colonel took offense and called me at home. And uh, so he and I started talking and he turned out to be a Catholic. He's a colonel. He goes, I'm a devout Catholic. So I'm like, well, you can't have this thing on your base. It's, you know, it's demonic. And he goes, well, I don't think it is. And he goes, the issues at Fort Hood aren't any more than the issues we have in any other base, any place else. And I'm like, no, this is crazy. Well, he's telling me, no, it's all it's all equal. There's no more here. Well, coincidentally, 11 months later, 14 high-ranking commanders, including the general, were relieved because of the issue with Vanessa Gillum. She had been uh, brutally murdered, dismembered, and uh, that that there had been murders going on before that, but this brought everything to a to a head. All of this stuff came down. They relieved 14 top commanders. So I was thinking, well, if you had listened to me. I don't know, 11 months ago, maybe we could have stopped this. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that would have, but I mean, I was thinking, you know, I don't know if this guy's still around. He and I formed a relationship. I sent him rosaries. I don't know whatever happened to him, but anyway, that's how we got going. Let me, uh, let me say something, Dan, I want to hear from you, but you, you guys are absolutely tracking in the right direction. You guys are spot on. I'll tell you why, because the installation of some type of demonic statue at a place like a military place, you know, a place that ha that's a symbol of power and authority, 
that's basically a white flag surrender to the diabolical forces. It's that's exactly why Christopher Columbus, when he came over here to the Americas, he took a cross. Uh, landed in Veracruz, got on his knees and spiked the cross on the beach and said, <laughs> this entire new world belongs to Christ the King. So when you put a statue or an image of, of, of something that represents some type of power and authority in a place like a military base, a government building, uh, a church, what you're doing it is you're consecrating it for that thing. You're claiming it for that thing. So you guys are tracking in the right direction. This is the infiltration of paganism and the demonic in the military, and you guys are sniffing this out. Congratulations. Dan, what do you got to say about all this, my friend? No, I think it's a fantastic conversation. I love being on a podcast where before the through the four of us in a ring, I'm not sure I'd be <laughs> the first guy thrown out in the battle royale. That's how I know I'm in good company. You know what I mean? I, I, and, and I love your shirt, the... Uh, 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 hand-to-hand combat, two hands coming together. That's what men need to be. We need to. We need to not just be playing, right? Too. Right? Exactly. <laughs> weapons. It's like the the Mandalorian. Weapons are part of our religion, and our weapons are our spiritual combat. And that sometimes that spiritual combat is hand-to-hand, and 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 that's what men need to be doing. Stepping up, doing exactly what you gentlemen are doing, fighting back against against the culture of death. I, I was at Fort Hood when they apparently they put the statue in 1988, according to your article. I was no. there. That, no. When no. did they put it in? Go ahead, Channing. 2008. Okay. Yeah. So 2008, and then in 2009, you get the you get the uh, the shooter a year later, and then uh, several articles. I did a little research on this. One article: uh, uh, Why are so many soldiers killing themselves at Fort Hood? Uh, another article. Um, about about all the uh, um, the um, the only thing I know uh, was how to kill people inside the rash of unexplained deaths at Fort Hood. It isn't just various military based various. Uh, we all know that that PTSD is a huge issue for soldiers coming back. Uh, suicide uh, is is very important. Uh, that we're watching uh, and helping soldiers come back with PTSD and suicide is up. Uh, among among our veteran community, uh, sometimes very little support among the VA, but specifically Fort Hood. Here's two articles. Again, the only thing I knew was how to kill people inside the rash of unexplained deaths at Fort Hood. Uh, why are so many soldiers killing themselves at Fort Hood? When you when you when you erect a monument to a demon, we call this interactive diabolic activity. They take that very seriously. If you took this same monument and you placed it in your front yard as a father <laughs> and, and wondered why your kids committed suicide, you, you wouldn't you people would say, yeah, uh, that's very interesting. You, 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 you exalt death in your in your backyard. Of course, you wonder why somebody drove through your, your, your front door. You wonder why you're having all these violent experiences. If you do that corporately, if, if the generals in charge at Fort Hood, I'll put this statue onto uh, and, and they're basically consecrating that statue. I mean, you're consecrating Fort Hood under the protection of this particular entity, the death dealer, right? And there's, 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 there's more than meets the eye on the death dealer, by the way. Well, I'm sure we're going to get oh. out in the next segment, as you know. I want to get into that with you guys. There's much more that meets the eye. But I commend your guys' work. I think it's fantastic work. Hold that thought, guys. We're going to a quick break. Wednesday, War College. Oh, this is going to be a good conversation. Joe Elger, Sean T, Dan, Jess Romero talking about what's happening at... Uh, Fort Hood, which is now called uh, uh, Fort Cavazos. We'll be right back.
putting that on the back of my motorcycle. <laughs> Pull into a mosque. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Wednesday War College. You got four so men. I was going to get a Harley. I had a Harley back in my Fort my my Fort Hood days, my Army days. I had a I had a Harley. Uh, I had to sell it when I got married, like everybody, like a lot of guys. Uh, so I was going to get another Harley a few years back, and I decided that I, I was kind of going down the list. Which one do I want to, you know, uh, which style? I needed a bigger one as I get older. And my wife said, you know, I think your next wife would really appreciate that. So <laughs> that kind of ended the Harley Davidson conversation. I decided that my marriage was worth more, yeah. So, but I appreciate you guys coming on. I mean, it's a fantastic topic. I, I appreciate you guys. I, I I watch every morning. I start my day with you guys every morning. <laughs> That's you know what it's 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 PT, right? It's physical That's therapy right. for the brain. You got you got to stay in shape. I listen to you, then I go to PT. Good, <laughs> outstanding. So all right. So what alerted you guys to the events at uh, Fort Cavazos and the Smat Scott? What who was the first one to to discover this, and uh, and how did the chain of events go from there? Well, Shanty, you did. You're the one that told me about it. Yeah, you know, I really only knew about the statue. And when I saw the statue, I immediately knew it was from the Frank Frazetta painting. And I was I thought, well, that's really strange, you know, that they would have it. And, you know, I, I get it. It's hardcore looking, you know, it's scary and all that stuff. But then um, I also knew there was a comic book about it and i was like well who made that comic and what's it really about and um you know that that's when i started researching about that which is basically what the death dealer means in pop culture and um i started with like you know who who actually produced it and it was started by this guy glenn danzig or glenn alizone glenn danzig was a I knew him from when I was in high school because he had a punk rock band and it was always like, you know, kind of scary and like that. It was horror rock or something like that, you know. Um, but but, uh, you know, I had sort of revisited his music later, overtly satanic, you know, like mm -hmm. and I couldn't believe how bad it was because I, I was never into anything like that as a teenager. It just happened to be you know, what all the cool kids were listening to, you know? Hmm. And um, so anyways, I did a little research about his company and the comic book company, the name is uh, Verotic. And it's a mixture of violence and erotic. And then, um, you know, basically uh, some of his comics were, you know, just very gory, sexual content, full frontal nudity, um, you know, all, all that mixed together. And some of them were in this controversy in Oklahoma where this comic book store was selling them to kids. And they actually ended up, uh, you know, pleading guilty to a felony of, uh, you know, selling that type of content to, to children. So that's where that stuff is coming from, you know, like it, it's an evil source, you know, uh, like overtly. And I, I'm, you know, Frank Frazetta, I don't know that he was into all of that stuff, but I know that he collaborated with Glenn Danzig on that comic. And, and that's what they came up with. So when, you know, like when I saw that, you know, to be, I'm, I make comics, I'm very big on 
what that stuff means to children, what it means to young people, and uh, especially what it means from like a role model standpoint. And so uh, anyways, it, that's that's what made me think, oh, something's really messed up here. You know, like like there's a philosophy behind that that's wrong. Between those two guys, which one is an occultist that you know of? Uh, well, so definitely Glenn Danzig. Okay. Uh, so Glenn Danzig, he had the band The Misfits, Sam Hain, and then later Danzig. Those lyrics are outright, uh, you know, occult. They have a song that is basically about the Kennedy assassination, making fun of Jackie Kennedy, uh, talking about how great it is that that he was assassinated and how gory it was and all that stuff. So, you know, to me, like, I know Kennedy wasn't perfect, but to me, he's the Catholic president, you know, yeah. not like the one we have now. Yeah, exactly. More, yeah, more so than this guy. So you guys have been in this. How long have you guys been in this battle to have this statue removed? And what do you think has caused the adoption of this mascot in the first place? How do you think it got there? Well, it, well, it, it took us a little while to get organized, right? Uh, but, you know, Joe Joe just started hammering these guys immediately, which I thought was great. And, uh, uh, you know, I was like, Let, let's get it all done. Let's get all the ideas organized into one thing because that's, you know, uh, we're a good team because we have kind of two different personalities. I'm the guy who takes three years to do anything, and Joe's the guy who basically comes out swinging uh, immediately. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, like as of just a couple of months ago, you know, we started really working on this thing and we're now launching it right now, uh, you know, with the idea of being that we bring it to them strong with the idea of saying, Hey, there's a real public outcry here. You know, you change the name of the base, you're firing people. Let's get to the root of the problem and stop just doing, you know, like, political photo op stuff that's gonna you know look like you're making a change well yeah and you guys i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna uh let you guys know that if you guys need to get dr dan schneider to talk to somebody i mean he's former army he could say we got a spiritual warfare expert that served this country he's a catholic spiritual warfare expert we could have him come and talk to you generals and he'll tell you exactly the danger of putting something like this on, on a base because this is basically like surrendering to the enemy. Uh, I just, I just volunteered you Dan to, to talk to the generals. <laughs> I'd be honored. I'd be honored to be a part of it because, you know, I was just, I was talking to Jesse about this yesterday. And, and one of the, one of the verses about soldiering, uh, St. Paul, when he talks about soldiering and, and two Timothy two, three, he says, bear your share of the hardship, like a good soldier for Christ, the hardship of, 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 of evangelization of spreading the gospel. And, and the word he uses for good uh, is is kal, uh, kalos, uh, which means good, noble, honorable, virtuous. These are the things that make for good soldiering. You know, uh, I quoted in, in my book, G.K. Chesterton said that the true soldier fights not for what he hate, not because he hates what's in front of him, because he, but because he loves what's standing behind him. And so what, what this imagery does, besides all of the occultic ties and, and, and uh, Frank Frazetta, uh, you 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 know just type in Frank Frazetta and plus occult or satanic and you'll see he's highly revered among the the Satanists and occultists for his for his for his uh, occultic art, um, and and we're we're appealing to our lower natures and to the lower natures of soldiers just to go out and kill 
and not to go out to defend because what we love, what stands behind us. So I, I, I would be honored uh, to, to talk to any, any uh, at my former, uh, my former headquarters at Fort Hood or Cavazos, as it's now called. Well, one of the things that I do, I, I work with uh, just about with all the Catholic chaplains throughout the military. So, so they're aware of this, and I'm hoping that the, uh, I'm hoping the community, the Catholic community, and particularly the community at Fort Hood, because they have a strong Catholic community at Fort Hood, from what I understand. They have, I know they have, I know the priests, I know the chaplains are good, strong, holy men, and I just can't imagine. And I know the one. I know the one chaplain was telling me that that he walks out there and prays by that thing, and and uh, so and so I know that there's an. But I think the issue is I don't think that these that the good troopers have given any thought to this thing. I don't right. think they. You know, yesterday it was funny because uh, and, and I know you're going to put it up, but there's a hotline. They they made the mistake of putting. They have a hotline at Fort Hood, or actually Fort Cavazos now, because. It, and it's so funny because as we dig into this thing, we because we Shanti and I really dug in, and all these articles, and they're like, "What's happening at Fort Hood? Why is this thing happening? We've tried this and we've tried this, nothing else seems to work." You know, they put a a 1.5 million dollar name change, everything they've tried, and they don't look at the obvious. But but so I called. They, they put a hotline on here, so I contacted contacted the general yesterday. I called the hotline, and and I said. The hotline is for if you've been sexually harassed, evidently, but it says any issues call 24-7. So I called up. I left this rather long message basically saying that they, I want the statue to be removed. And lo and behold, three hours later, a colonel called me. You know, I, I can't imagine they got a full, I don't know if he's a full bird or a lieutenant colonel, but it's hard to believe they got a colonel on staff to call guys like me back. But he called back and he said, what's, what's the problem? And I basically, for 13 minutes, I just unloaded on the guy and explained to him what's going on, what's wrong with this thing? I said, you're a colonel, you gotta be 32, 35 years old. You gotta been doing something right. I bet you were virtuous. I, I said, what, where's the seven army values here? The seven army core values that every basic trainee learns. Where's, well, Dan loves Rogers rules for Rangers, the first paragraph. There's nothing about senseless killing like the death dealer says, I'm gonna suck your soul out. You know, none of that is in the seven army values. I mean, we still have the core values of the army, but this colonel, I just don't think this colonel was aware of any of this. I don't think he understood it. And I think if we showed everything that I showed your your illustrator, he has all those things we showed it. What this death dealer says, what he says when he kills somebody, what what spawned the death, death dealer, the, the definition of the death dealer. Their comic books, the covers they have, the nudity, and nobody would, no Catholic community would allow that to be the motto of, we're not, I, three corps is not just one division, it's four divisions. There's four divisions. So that's the first cav, the first cav, the first armored cav, the first division, first infantry division, and the fourth infantry division. Those are proud, proud units. And they got this demonic they have this devil as their motto it's just her nobody like dan said nobody understands it and i think if we spell this out to enough people and get the word out we will flood that phone line i hope i hope that's i think that's the key is to get you know if that phone line is there 24 7 I think we, we need that number what's that number your guy's got it i send it to him okay all right uh 
What's interesting, Jess, too, is if you look at the name of, of yeah. this death dealer, that sounds cute and trite and yeah. going to motivate our soldiers to not fear death, right? Um, the, not only should, should Catholics not, not fall into this, if you look at the, the meaning of this, Jewish people shouldn't fall into this either. Because the death dealer, his, his name is the Goth of Baal. Right. Mm-hmm. Goth is, is is where where Goliath was from. This is first uh, Samuel 17, 4, 2 Samuel 21, 22. Goliath, there were four other giants of 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 Gath, uh, potentially his brothers. Who knows? That's why David picked five stones. Right. Uh, instead of just needing one in case his brothers show up. These four were the Rephaim and Gath, and they fell at the hands of David and his servants. So these were the giants that that David slew. Right. Remember, Jesus is the son of David in the early church. They saw they saw the cross as the sword that defeated Goliath, that, that even Augustine said that the, our Goliath cut the head off of David. Uh, of, uh, I mean, our David cut the head off Goliath with the, the sword of the cross. Hold that um, thought, Dan. Hold that thought, my okay. friend. Come to a hard okay. break. We'll continue this conversation. Good, good stuff. Red meat Catholicism. Stick around. I got that number, Jesse, if you want me to give it out. Absolutely. Wednesday War College, we're back. We got uh, Joel, Joe Elger, Shanti Guy, Jan Schneider, myself. We're talking about what's happening at uh, an army base where they have, they've pitched a satanic stat, a statue. And we got these culture wars. This is exactly what Catholic men are supposed to do. We're supposed to push back. And we're supposed to be saying, you know what, not on my watch. I'm going to complain. I'm going to speak out. These guys aren't quiet. These guys aren't silent. And this is a good example of the way every single Catholic man should engage with the culture of death. Uh, Joe, what's uh, what's the number? And I'm going to make sure that, uh, you know, we put this out uh, uh, day after day. What's what's the number for people to call up and uh, leave a message about this death dealer statue that we want off the army base with our taxpayer dollars? Oh, yeah. Well, the, uh, the commanding general, the 24-hour hotline, is 254-618-7486. And his name is Lieutenant General Sean C. And his last name is B-E-R-N-A-B-E, Bernabe. Sean C. Bernabe, 254-618-7486, Commanding General. He's a three-star general. Excellent. Uh, Got it. <clears throat> it's uh, 6187486. Let me ask you guys a question. Well, Dan, you you're talking the last segment you were, you were Yeah, let me finish that thought up yeah, because, yeah, finish because that again, there, this is not random on the part of the demon. We're just we're just scouts out. We're just a couple of we're just cab scouts that are looking at the battlefield. And if you look at what the enemy is wearing, what he's telling us, what he's doing, um the the word goth is a city one of the main Philistine cities. The goth means the 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 treading out of the the wine press or the treading of the wine press. So this is this title of the death dealer is the Goth of Baal, the wine press. And we know in the Old Testament, wine is considered the blood of grapes. So so the death dealer, the Baal is is one of the titles uh, of the false gods. Uh, uh, Baal is a, is means it's a mockery. It means Lord. It also means husband. It's a mockery of of the Holy Spirit. 
Um, it's a mockery of God's presence among his people. So now the Goth of Baal means the, the Lord of the winepress who deals out death uh, uh, in mockery of the Lord who gives the Lord the giver of life. You see, the Lord whose own death brought life to the world. This is another mockery of, of Jesus Christ and the atoning sacrifice of, uh, of Calvary. There's, and make no mistake, these occultists understand this. Mm -hmm. These occultists understand exactly what they're doing. And they've infiltrated the church. Going back, here's an article that one of my Ernie, Ernie, one of my veteran buddies, just sent me. An article from 1990 uh, in the in the UK uh, magazine Independent. It says Satanists Satanists are now in the army. A group of American conservative religious organizations demanding that Christians boycott the U.S. Army and all its works until they end support of the latest denominations, witches and Satans. And since 1990. Um, this 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 has been uh, this is a growing group uh, of pagans, Satanists, and, and witches in the military being encouraged, and so and so again, it shouldn't be any 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 surprise at all that the Goth of Baal has now been exalted in a, in a military installation that that at one time claimed to have Christian values. Yeah, Dan, and, and Dan, Dan would be the perfect person <laughs> to make that phone call. Because with your army, Again, background, let me go back one more. Let me go back one stage yeah. further. The Lord, the God of armies. When you hear the God of the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies, Lord God Almighty, this is this is the Lord who this is the, a title for God used 185 times in the Old Testament. That that uh, uh, that points to God, the divine warrior. When when God delivered the people from from uh, through the Exodus. Moses cries out, God is a warrior, warrior is his name. This is the God who, 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 in, who like you say in your article, uh, Joe and Shanti, the God who intervenes in human history on behalf of his people fighting against cosmic forces. And if you look at that image in the New Testament, Revelation 19, Jesus is sitting on a war horse with a sword coming out of his mouth, mm. who comes at the end, we're getting ready to celebrate his first coming, which anticipates his second coming in triumph, in glory. Right. Where the king of king and the Lord of lords comes back to judge the nations. The ga this this Gath of Baal, this death dealer is complete mockery of that image of Christ in the New Testament. Make no mistake, the demons and, and the occultists and the Satanists know this very deeply. Well, yeah. well, I wanted to mention what. Oh, go ahead, Shanty. Oh, I, I was just going to say, like in studying this, um, you know, it, like like we talked about, it's not really anything new. You know, uh, uh, Michael Aquino, he's he's been in the military a long time. There's um, basically, you know, you can find gravestones at um, what's the cemetery in Virginia, the, the military cemetery? Arlington. Uh, Arlington. Arlington Cemetery uh, that have, you know, the Wiccan stamp on it and all that stuff. But anyways. From what I could tell, it's it's been this series of first you must accept our ideas that this is you know what they like to call air quotes here faiths you know it's anything that they want to call a religion then they say you must accept it and you know that's the American way freedom of religion whatever but it always starts with acceptance and then it moves to uh, well we need to accommodate them. Right. And so uh, in that in that article I shared with you guys, it talks about, you know, eighty thousand dollars of taxpayer money to make this uh, pagan worship center at the you know Air Force training base, whatever it is. You know, so so that's 
it moves from acceptance, which is okay, it's fine. You you guys believe whatever you want, that's fine, to accommodation, which is okay, well, well, we'll even pay for you to do whatever your things are here. And then the final phase is adoption. And that's really what's happened with uh adopting the death dealer as the mascot for three core. So, you know, death dealer, that's just one instance. You know, they're they're doing it in all different kinds of ways in the military. And number one, you know, we, the the members of the military need to wake up and call this what it is, you know, and be praying against it. You know, we can write letters and and uh, have a petition and all that stuff. Everybody must be aware of it and what phase it's in and be fight be fighting it for whatever phase it's in. You know, if they're trying to get acceptance, don't allow acceptance. If they're at the adoption phase, stop the adoption phase. Um, and you know, uh, that's, that's what we need to be aware of because it, it really is, like you said, uh, Dan, you know, it's, it's a demonic thing and they, they have this strategy. You can see it happening in society, definitely happening in the military. So we all just need to be conscious of it and, and pray to, to stop whatever phase it's in. Joe and I are just starting with adoption because it's been adopted here and we want to get that wiped out. Then we want to stop the accommodation part, and then we want to stop the acceptance part, which, you know, ultimately that'll mean uh, Death Dealer is not the mascot for three core anymore. Well, I uh, wanted to mention. Oh, go ahead, Jesse. Shanti, you mentioned three cores. What, what is three core? You mentioned Let, that, that's a much better question for Joe. Okay. Uh, three core is the uh, uh, is the is the. That's the core. <laughs> That's the core. That's the core that encompasses, as I said a little earlier, the entire. This is what makes this so bad. Is it? I used to think. I was thinking it was just the first cavalry division, which is at Fort Cavazos. It's not only the first cavalry division that's at Fort Cavazos. It's the first first armored cav, which is at Fort Bliss. It's the first infantry division, which is at Fort Riley, Kansas. And the 4th Infantry Division, which is at Fort Carson, Colorado, it's four entire divisions, 90,000 soldiers. So it's not just one place. It's all, it's five different states, four different divisions, and everything that encompasses it. So it's 90,000 troops that are under this heading of three corps, which makes it horrible. I mean, the... The thing for three court, their emblem is, I didn't even know this. It's one of these things you throw. It's a four thing star, but anyway, that's some, anyway, this thing is just, it's a lot larger than I thought it was. And, and the other thing we need to be aware of, we're all saying death dealer. They call it phantom warrior. So it's like, you know, I may be drinking a Budweiser, but it's still Bud Light to me. So they call it, they call it the phantom warrior. But it's still the death dealer. But they call and, and everything they do at three cores, like when they answer the phone, they're like Phantom Ready, and all of everything has a little slogan that has to do with fan. Now, a Phantom Warrior is no better than a death dealer. I mean, you, I mean, I don't want to. You know, a military isn't a phantom organization. So anyway, it's still yeah. the death dealer. It's still what we're talking about, death dealer. But they call it Phantom Warrior. But which makes it doesn't make it any better. It's just a it's just a demon under another name. Yeah. So d does the army have un any other icons and other military bases 
similar to this or or is this uh something that's new I got out of the army in 1974. I never saw anything like that. Dan, you you're the guy. You've been you've been around. No, we had mascots. You had you had you had other unit uh, uh um you know, you know, ma- when you say mascot, this is not a mascot. Uh this is more of a a patron uh, under the patronage of uh, we had a mascot Geronimo and he was the mascot of of uh Charlie Company at the Airborne School, and he would he would go on one. He would he, he had more jumps than anybody there. They would take him, and he would they would he would jump out with it was his own parachute and everything. That's a mascot. That that's that's a symbol of courage or whatever. Uh, uh, canine accompaniment for soldiers, etc. This is this is totally different. And it really was you had your individual units that it would take on nomenclature, but those are becoming uh, um, more and more dark, more and more death related. Um, again, as we go into combat, we, we send soldiers into combat without equipping them emotionally, psychologically, and most importantly, spiritually for what they're going to see and encounter. You're going to come back and get a, a whole wounded bunch of guys that have no real, no, no, uh, no way to really dig in and fight back against potential PTSD. And then we're just exalting death um, and not and not exalting again. Chesterton, the true soldier fights because he loves what's in front of him not because he hates what's he loves what's behind him and not because he hates what's standing in front of him. And so if you if you have any doubt that the artwork of Frank Franzetta is 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 satanic, just look, do a search between a connection between Glenn Danzig and Frank Fran, Franzetta art. Danzig is a known satanist and he used he's got uh, uh you know um you know or comic books uh satanic comic books that use this guy's artwork, you know. Hold I, that thought, I, I, I saw Hold the image thought. you guys sent me. What's we that? Got a hard break, hard break. Okay. We'll be right back. Stick around. Wednesday War College, red meat Catholicism. Stick around. Pistol by my side with my rosary beads. Bible by my ammo, man, I hope he's watching me. Overseas, overnight, if I die, I know it's right. Freedom ain't free, pass the ammo, let's ride. Good stuff. Wednesday for college. <laughs> <laughs> red Ooh, meat Catholicism. Hey, uh, so. Hey, this is not just red meat. This is high tea. <laughs> this is not low tea Catholicism. No, not, no this is not low. Uh, Jeff Bush. No, not- I didn't take eugenic. What's, no. it, new, new, what's it called? <laughs> Eugenics or whatever. Yeah, Jeb Bush would not be a lot in this program. He, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a high tea show. So let me ask you guys a question. Now, uh, Fort Cavazos, would some people say, come on, what's happened at Fort Cavazos is nothing other than what happens at other military bases. You guys are just kind of embellishing that. How would you guys respond? Or would you say that in Fort Fort Cavazos has had an inordinate amount of of criminal activity, violence, suicides, and murders? How would you guys respond to that? Shanti, do you want to respond to that? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, statistically, it, it is about 20% higher than everywhere else. There's a lot of numbers that go into that. Um, so there's been a, a huge outcry there. And most of the press reporting on it says that it is this culture of 
what begins with sexual harassment, and that's of men and women. So there's homosexual officers, high-ranking officers, sexually harassing men. And, um, you know, there's a lot that plays into that. There's domination stuff. There's, you know, like basically, uh, you know, that kind of barbaric uh, way of, of uh, being an alpha, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's, it's, it starts with that. And then when they go and complain, um, you know, there several of them have said it have said, uh, you know, they say just suck it up, basically. So they're complaining about being sexually harassed. And then, you know, the the upper level people are like, you know, not my problem, you know, be a man or whatever. And uh, so then that usually ends up going in two different ways, which is there's a murder or there's a suicide. And um, pretty, very high numbers on both of those things. So, you know, in that time, there's also been this huge push and influx to have women in the military. And, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of different ways of viewing that. Uh, I personally do not think women should go into combat. I don't I don't think that that's right. And, um, you know, then to go and put them on a military base, you know, the men are trying to develop aggression. And that is really not a place for a woman, but they're doing that. They're doing it with women drill instructors, you know, which is emasculating because they're basically, they have a, uh, what is essentially an authoritative power over the man who could probably snap them in half, you know, but then get to speak to them very disrespectfully. I I want to, Jesse, let let me, let me, you don't have to listen to to, uh, Joe Alger on this. Let's, let's, let's talk to an authority uh, the Secretary of the Army, Ryan D. McCarthy. Fort Hood far exceeds the rate of comparable military bases throughout the nation in the number of suicides, sexual assaults, and mass murders. Or as one reporter from the publication Military Justice, the other bases are nothing like Fort Hood is right now. Secretary Ryan acknowledges the fact that Fort Hood has the most cases, again, for sexual assault, harassment, and murders for the entire formation of the U.S. Army. That was at the end of 2020. Nothing has changed since then. There's a myriad of information here saying that this place is a cesspool, and uh, and the numbers far exceed any other base. And when you stacked up against Fort Bragg or whatever they called it, I'm sorry to say I'm not up to date on all the latest name changes, but what far exceeds the largest bases. There's just no, to the point, if you Google military deaths, deaths on a military base, Fort Hood comes up, bam. You death, you Google sexual assaults on a military base, boom. You, de- you anything, deaths in the army, Fort Hood, now Fort Cavazos. So it's all of that, and it, and, the, um, and the statistics are overwhelming. And and I guess as Shanti said, the one thing when I did the research and he did the research, there's a lot of other cases at other military bases too that are pretty stunning. And it goes back to what Dan and Shanti were talking about earlier with the influx of Wicca being the fastest growing religion in the nation. I remember a buddy of mine, he's a buddy now, I did a welcome home when he got back from Afghanistan. He was an E5, he was a sergeant came back from Afghanistan. I befriended him and his family. We became friends. He stuck with his unit, got deployed again, going back to Afghanistan for the second time as an E6. He said, I want to go back. I don't have to. I'm going. He goes, I got a problem. No, I got some idiots in this platoon. And I go, what? What? Who, give me an example of one of your idiots. He goes, I got a Wiccan 
And I'm like, and at the time, this is eight years ago, nine years ago, I'm like, what's a Wiccan? And he said, well, they study Wicca or they, they worship Wicca. And I've got to acknowledge this and I've got to let him go. He's got an altar in the barracks, you know, by his footlocker. And I'm like, what? Well, I've come to understand now and see. And that's why I have this one of my publications, Wicca and witchcraft. And I make sure I get that out to all the chaplains because Wicca, I'm not in the army now. And I don't know what's going on in there, but with this nonsense, you can only imagine what's happening now. Because my buddy, this was nine, eight years ago with this thing. So, uh, give it, give us his name, uh, Shanti and Joe. What's the name of the, uh, the the general that we're supposed to call up? Give us his name again and his number. Um. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me a second. Here. Oh, a, give me a second. Here. John. Bernabe. Oh, thank you. Got it. Yeah. And I'll tell you on on uh, Lieutenant General Sean C. Bernabe. Lieutenant General C. Sean C. Bernabe. Got it. The number is 254-618-7486. I think he should get a phone call from Dr. Dan Schneider. And uh Dan, I'm telling you, you can just take if this guy's a Catholic, you're gonna be able to uh, show this guy uh, from 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 a theological Catholic perspective the dangers of what he's allowing all these uh, these men under his command. Uh, he's subjecting them to by allowing this this demonic entity to be enthroned uh, in Fort Cavazos because that's what it is. It's, he's enshrined there. He's enthroned there, and uh, and this is to, to me. There's a direct connection with the violence and all the sexual assaults and this demonic statue. There's a direct connection. Some people will say, no, I think you're reading too much into it. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I, th- I think it's, it's very clear, uh, um, you know, that it's, uh, Joe's absolutely right. I, and I, and I never really con- made the connections until, until I started reading what, what Joe and Shanti are doing. Um, I would look back and read articles over the last 20 years at what happened to Fort Hood and, and all the shootings and, and, uh, the, the, you know, uh, uh, suicides and, and uh, sexual harassment and all these other things. And now it makes perfect sense. Mm. It, it makes perfect sense. Mm. So, wow, you got, you got a PhD too. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a PhD in common sense, which is more important. Yeah. And so, so what's the current status of, of what you guys are doing right now? This project that you guys, uh, both Joe and Shanti, both of you guys, are trying to bring awareness over in Fort Cavazos, especially to the commanders. Uh, what's the current status? Uh, you guys having any conversations? Are they saying, we'll get back to you, we're going to have a meeting? Uh, what do you guys hope to accomplish, or, or what uh, efforts are you going to employ to accomplish this goal, to get this demon removed from uh, Fort Cavazos? Well, First of all, I, I hope that we we have a lot of phone calls because I promised the colonel that he would be hearing from somebody today if we were if we were successful in our in our podcast. And so I hope he'll get at least three calls. And uh, please tell him Joe said hi because I was he'll, expecting he'll get one real... from me. Oh God bless you because yeah. well you're going to have a recording. No one's going to answer and just you know tell him because he spent a lot of time with me. He to his credit he took 13 minutes of his time. And I said, I said, I don't hate the military. I'm not out against the military. I'm, I'm a big backer. I'm a veteran. My son's a veteran, first infantry division, combat veteran. My father, my, my grandfather, I've done night. I stood for 45 funerals for servicemen coming back in the Patriot Guard, probably did over a hundred welcome homes. 
I've been good, tight with Gold Star families. I'm a huge military backer, not so much now with the, this whole thing with the vaccine and uh, our current administration, but I can't hold our members uh, uh, responsible for that. And I, I told the colonel, I'm not against the military. I'm a pro-military guy, but I want this to change. I mean, this is this is hurting you guys, and that's the point I made. So I just told him, I said, you're going to be hearing from people today. And, uh, and and I think, and then Shanti, you've got, we, we've got our, our, our uh, Go ahead. Take it, Shanty. Yeah, I was going to say we we have uh, on on our website, uh, Kaput Canis. If you go there, um, there's an article kind of talking about it all, but there's also a petition. And what we're trying to do is collect names and email addresses. And we're so that when Joe does these communications, he can say, you know, we have you know, a thousand people right here who are complaining about this, a thousand citizen taxpaying voters. And uh, we want this thing removed. And as that grows over time, the bigger the number gets, uh, you know, the more impact will Shanti, have. Give with, us the website. Give us the website. It's Kaput, C-A-P-U-T, C, uh, then Canis, C-A-N-I-S dot com. So it's Kaput, Canis.com. Got it. And uh, it's right on there. It says get get um, death dealer out of Fort Cavazos. Right. And uh, so that'll go to a petition that spells out what we're trying to do. And and there's also a link to the article on there explaining, you know, uh, our, our whole stance on the whole thing. You can always have us, back on. You can have us back on in about five months to touch base on our progress, Jesse. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to try to get uh, this uh, article on these, this show on, on, on some big platforms around the some big Catholic platforms, uh, get this some get this some serious exposure, and uh, and we're gonna make the phones ring over over in Fort Cavazos. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking at the webpage now. Capu Candace Comics uh, fighting paganism in the U.S. military. I think it's I think that's it's wonderful what they're doing. Uh, I mentioned something on one of the breaks in 1985. Your article says. The Army's Third Corps stationed at Fort Hood was a key player in several international military endeavors, etc. Um, the Corps commander at the time, uh, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant General Crosby Saint, uh, selected the pop culture icon, the Death Dealer, as the mascot for the, for the Third Corps. It wasn't long after that that um, the, uh, the I, and I was at Fort Hood at the time when the the, the Luby's murders took place on, in 1991. So just within a few short years, we have the first, really one of the first mass murders of our modern modern society in the, in the modern modern era anyway. Um, uh, That's a wrap, my friends. We'll, All right. We'll, Thank we'll you, have to continue this. We'll continue this next time. We got your, man, we got your back. We're going to start making the phones ring. Up Thank next, you, Gary Machuda, hands-on apologetics, coming to you from the Midwest Command Center. As for us, we are EOW, end of watch. We are out. God bless you. Keep the faith. <laughs>